You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here, and I'm so excited to share this week's guest with you. Not only are you going to get a primer on the future of AI technology in healthcare, but also some really wonderful parenting techniques from someone who knows what they're talking about. I'm um, speaking with Viome CEO Naveen Jean on parenting legacy and making illness optional. Now, Naveen is an entrepreneur and philanthropist driven to solve the world's biggest challenges through innovation. And as CEO of Viome, he's using artificial intelligence to analyze an individual's gut biology, gain insight into their health, and offer personalized food and supplement recommendations based on those test results. Now, in this wide-ranging conversation, we're discussing all kinds of things, but the key parts that I want you to walk away with are the sections on parenting, legacy, and especially how AI is primed to drastically alter the future of healthcare as we know it. Now, the name Jean might be familiar to you. That is because I had his daughter Priyanka on a few episodes ago. That's episode 323, and that was to discuss her company, Evie, which is a vaginal microbiome test kit that you can do at home to gain insight into to your health. So you can see a trend here in this family. Not only are they on the cutting edge of tech, but also healthcare and how to make healthcare more bio-individual. I think that is truly the future of healthcare and where it's going. And probably one of the most interesting, most fascinating parts of this conversation is the brand new stuff that Naveen is coming out with, um, the diagnosis and treatment of oral cancers, which will soon be able to be diagnosed through a saliva test. So this is fascinating fascinating, cutting-edge stuff. And again, I love giving this to you, not only for your benefits, you can take this knowledge and implement it, but then so you can turn around and help your friends and family who might have no idea that something like this even exists. And so for me, this is really exciting. This is a meta moment where I get to speak with someone who you know, is just such an incredible light in the world and then share that with you so that there is this positive ripple effect that goes off into the world. Um, So you listening is a part of that circle. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, thank you so much for taking 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Please enjoy this episode with Naveen Jean. Well, hello, Naveen. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. But first of all, Liz, it's a complete honor to be speaking with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm falling in love with your family. Priyanka, we were just talking, was on the show to talk about Evie and that brilliant company that she started. But we're here today to talk about your company, Viome. Um, can you take us back to 2016, 2015, when it was just kind of getting started? How did you how did you know that this was the way you wanted to go for something that's so avant garde? I would imagine investors would be would probably be like, well, I don't know, I don't know about this. Well, you know, first of all, you know, one of the things I do is that every time I start a company, I ask myself three questions. Why this? Why now? And why me? Right. And, you know, the reason is that having done about seven companies and no two companies I start are in the same industry, because I fundamentally believe once you become good at something, once you become expert at something, you become useless or incrementalist. That means you can be 10 percent better than anybody in the world, but you'll never be 10 times better to be 10 times better. You have to challenge the foundation of everything that experts have taken it for granted. And to do that, you have to rethink, recreate what others have actually believed that that is cannot be changed, right? And in our, so in this particular case, six years ago, 
you know, having working on a space exploration company to settle on the, you know, moon and Mars and beyond, really how to create a multi-planetary society. And I'm thinking, what should I do next now that will fundamentally change the trajectory of how humanity is going to live? So I always ask these questions. So why this is a simple question that says, God forbid, I'm actually successful in solving the problem that I set out to do. Would it help a billion people live a better life? And the reason you do that is anything you do that can help a billion people live better, you can create a $500 billion company, but you don't go start and say, hey, I want to create a $500 billion company. What should I do? So making money is actually a byproduct of doing things that makes people's life better. And I think to some extent, Liz, I would say, you are doing exactly the same thing. Instead of focusing on making money, you're saying, what can I do that will make the mother's life better? Make them unstressed. Make, if they can somehow be better, you will figure out how to make money from it. But you don't go out and say, I want to make money. What can I do now to sell this to mothers? Right? My point is you stay focused on doing that, things that matter and everything else will fall in place. And then actually, I'm going to give you the framework and then I'm going to apply it to why because that actually will tell you why we did that, right? Why now is uh, the second question you ask. And here what you're asking yourself is, what had changed in the last one or two years? But more importantly, what do you expect to change in the next three to five years that will allow you to solve this problem at scale? That means what are the technologies? What are the things that are trending in a way that in three to five years, they will be absolutely ripe to be able to solve at a scale that couldn't be done today? That means can this problem would have been solved a decade ago. If this problem could have been solved a decade ago by someone else using the same technology, then you are actually probably looking at the wrong problem because mm -hmm. somebody else would have done it. So it has to be something that could not have been done a decade ago. And the last part is the most important part. You ask yourself, what question are you asking that no one else in the industry is asking? Because the questions you ask is the problem you solve, mm -hmm. right? So if you go out and say, hey, uh, how am I going to be different from what everyone else is doing? Because you don't want to be a commodity. I said, I'm going to be just one of many. You want to say, what is my unique selling proposition? What I, do I uniquely bring to my thinking that to this table that no one else has done? And I, I could, I'm going to eventually ask you, how would you answer these three questions about what you are doing? But not here. So keep thinking. <laughs> because I think your audience need to know these three questions of you. Why did you start this? Why did you start when you did? And why do you believe you are the right person to be doing it? <laughs> wow. Um, and so in our case, we said, Wyoming, our fundamental belief was, what if we can prevent and cure chronic diseases, including cancer and aging, would that be, would that help a billion people live a better life? And the answer is 7.4 billion people. If we can solve that problem, that is a problem that's worth solving. And despite us sitting in the midst of pandemic, this in people no longer die from infectious diseases. I mean, this is a once in a hundred year thing. 
People every day are dying from heart disease. People are dying from depression and anxiety and diabetes and obesity and cancer. And every one of us is going to die from a chronic disease called aging. That what if we can actually find a way to live healthy for a long time? Uh, the second part was why now? And it was clear to me to solve this problem, we have to be able to do three things. You have to be able to create your digital twin. We have to know what is happening inside your body. Know every single biochemical activity is happening in your body. And we thought, oh my God, to do that, just to understand that, the cost when we started six years ago was $1,000. We took a deep breath and said, wow, that is an unaffordable price point. But we realized in the next three to five years that cost should come down to $100. Well, it came down substantially below $100 because we realized the cost of sequencing used to be $10,000. It used to be a billion dollars, came down to $10,000 to $1,500. And we knew it was going to keep coming down, down to $100. So we were absolutely right there. The second problem was even if you could get all the data, how are you going to process this massive amount of data because it requires supercomputer? Thank God the cloud computing was coming along and we said, let's use cloud computing because this is a massive data. And when we did the first time, it actually cost more than $50 per sample. I mean, so, oh my God, how are we going to afford that? And then we realized that $50 just a couple of years ago used to be $200. Mm -hmm. And we said, wow, what if actually in the next three to five years it comes down to $10 and we can afford it? Well, it came down below, much below $10, right? So we were absolutely right. And the last part is the really the part that nobody had any argument. Will artificial intelligence going to be powerful enough to be able to solve the problem? We all realized it was going to happen. So that was given and it did happen. <laughs> the last part is really where the most important part kicks in. And I'm hoping you're thinking about how you're going to answer this is Everyone in the industry were asking the same questions. So they were focused on looking at your DNA. And it occurred to me that your DNA never changes as you develop the diseases. So if you were to do my DNA today, and God forbid I gain 400 pounds, my DNA is still the same. Now I get depression, my DNA is the same. I have diabetes and heart disease and Alzheimer and Parkinson, every known disease to man. My DNA still hasn't changed. Now I die. And you can look at my DNA after I die 10 years later and my DNA is still the same. So DNA can't even tell you you're dead or alive, mm. let alone you're healthy or sick. So when someone tells you, I can tell you what to do based on your DNA and ask them, would I do the same thing after I gain 400 pounds and I have heart disease and diabetes and all other diseases because my DNA is not going to change, right? And the thing is, if your genes are not changing, what is changing? It's your gene expression. And we thought, what if we can measure gene expression? And that was a real breakthrough. We thought, what if we could do that? There was not a single company in the world that has ever measured gene expression. So, but we never worry about how. We simply say, that is what we need to solve, is to understand gene expression. And then we thought, if we understood that, would that solve the problem? And answer was no, because we as humans are not quite human. We are a walking, talking ecosystem. Yeah. In that ecosystem, there are 100 trillion microbes that reside in every part of our body, in our mouth, in the saliva, in our gut, 
and in all, you know, eyes, ears, and every other openings we have in our body, there are microbiomes. Now, these microbiomes are not something that we should be afraid of. They are, in fact, the symbiotic relationship with us. They help us digest our food. So even though when our, you know, even when our mom told us, chew your food, she wasn't worried about you're going to swallow a big food that's going to get stuck. She knew she was a scientist. That when you swap, when you chew your food, you're mixing the oral microbiome, you're mixing the saliva with the food and allowing the oral microbiome to actually pre-process your food so it is ready to be digested. It is a part of digestion, is chewing your food and letting the microbiome in the mouth actually start to process the food. Right? And that is literally what happened. So we thought, what if we can also understand what is going on with the microbiome? Because now, if you were to look at every single disease, and by the way, anyone who's listening to it, Liz, they can Google for themselves. You know, pick a disease you want, depression and microbiome, addiction and microbiome, yes. autism and microbiome, diabetes, obesity, any disease, including cancer and microbiome, you will see the microbiome plays the most important role in the onset of a cancer, progression of the cancer, and even the therapies for the cancer, whether the immunotherapy or chemotherapy going to work or not work, depends on what's happening with your microbes, right? Wow. Now, we said, oh, my God, if microbiome is so important and everyone believes the same thing, then what are we going to do differently? And it turns out it was identical problem. Everyone who was analyzing microbiome was focused on the same wrong thing. They were focused on trying to find out what microorganisms are in your gut, what microorganisms are in your body. And it turns out that, you know, <clears throat> if you look at multiple organisms, they could be producing exactly the same thing. So you can look at thousands of organisms producing the same toxin that's making you sick. Just like the human beings, you could have 10,000 people doing exactly the same work. What if there are 10,000 different organisms that are producing the same thing that makes us sick? So instead of looking at what organisms are there, what if you can find out what they are actually producing mm -hmm. that is making us healthy or making us sick? And that will solve the problem. So we set out to understand not who the microbes are. We don't care whether what's the name are because the same organism can do something good in your gut because it's a good environment and something bad in my gut because I have a toxic environment, right? Just like the human being. You take a good person, you put them in a bad environment, yeah. they do bad behavior. You take a bad person, put them in a good environment, they do good behavior, right? And organisms behave the same way. And that is fundamentally what we set out to do six years ago. It took me a year to, there was no company, there was no technology that could measure gene expression. We were very fortunate that I had a good relationship with a national lab at Los Alamos National Lab, where they were working on a biodefense program. And I was able to find the technology that they have developed over 10 years, multi-billion dollars taxpayer money that was spent on protecting our country against the bioterror. And I was able to convince them that we can use the technology to help billions of people and every single person around the world live healthier life. And they were convinced that I had a good intention and they gave us the perpetual license to the technology. And I started the company about five years ago and amazing things happened. We have over 300,000 people who have already benefited from it. 
Every month, we have tens of thousands of new people coming along who are benefiting from it. And we published some very amazing set of papers that show that if people follow what is going on in their body. So first of all, before I tell you what happens, um, let me tell you how the product works. And I don't know if most people who actually have used the product already or not. So this is what happens. Uh, you uh, order a kit. And Liz, uh, do you, uh, how, how do people order a kit? Yes, there's going to be a code in the show notes, um, but it'll just, it'll be its own individual code just right in there. Okay. Good. It'll take you to so, Viome. Good. So you are able to order a kit from Viome. Please use the, uh, the code that Liz is going to give you. Not only is it going to give you a discount on uh, the price that we sell for, uh, it also helps the show that brings you this knowledge. So I want you to know that this is the kind of things if you don't support, then all of us lose out because, you know, to some extent we all have to be able to create and build a business. And to by doing this, you actually help us doing what we do and help Liz do what Liz does to bring all this great knowledge to you. Once you order the kit, essentially comes to your home and this is what this kit looks like it's really easy simple imagine living in a world where illness is optional and it's really easy to be able to collect the samples today when you order the kit there are uh, we ask you to collect two biological samples uh, finger prick blood and a touch of a stool and you send it to us uh, in a prepaid envelope and what you get back is literally every health insight into your body. So we will tell you what is your biological age. We tell you what your immune health is. We tell you what your cellular health is, what your gut health is, what your mitochondrial health is, and then a whole bunch of very detailed things. What is your digestive efficiency? What is your metabolic efficiency? What is your inflammation activity? Is it really coming from because you have histamine reaction, because you have some other types of things, whether it is cellular stress that's causing the inflammation? Is your gut that's causing the inflammation to happen? What does your gut doing? How much of sulfide you're producing? how much of ammonia you're producing. And by the way, all this may be, you say, I don't really care. What Tell me what to do. And that is literally what we do. We give you the information, then say, here is what you need to do. And we tell you, don't, don't eat broccoli because for you, broccoli is not good right now. And by the way, when you redo the test six months from now, maybe the broccoli is good now. So what we do is, we look at what's happening in your body, tell you what foods you should eat, and we tell you more importantly why, and why is for you, what foods you should avoid and why. And then we tell you what are the nutrients your body is lacking and what nutrients you don't need anymore. Right? Uh, so in, a, in this case, you will see, for example, if your sulfide production in your gut is too high, what makes the sulfide to go be high? Because sulfide causes a lot of inflammation. And we notice the sulfide can only be produced when you have sulfate being fed. What are the foods that are very high in sulfate? Broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprout. So we say, hey, lay off those foods for the time being until your sulfide goes down. By the way, we notice that your oxalic acid pathways are not highly active. So you should not be eating the foods that are high in oxalate, such as spinach. So if you thought spinach was healthy because Popeye told you that, 
that just know that Popeye was not the scientist. The science is telling <laughs> you that spinach is not good for you right now. Now, if we notice there is a lot of ammonia production that is causing inflammation, then we say, hey, that is coming from protein fermentation. That means you're eating a lot of protein, but it's not being digested. And you have two choices, cut down the protein or take a digestive enzyme with the protein, right? We notice that your cellular health, you're producing a lot of oxidative stress in your cell. You need antioxidant. Generally, the strawberry would have been good for that. But strawberry contains two compounds. One is fisetin that's really good for you. And the second compound actually causes the histamine reaction. And we are noticing your histamine is too high right now. So we're going to tell you to avoid the strawberry, but we're going to take the fisetin and put that in the supplement for you. Right. Now, interestingly, we go through every, every single one of them and then come back to you and say, Liz, you need 22 milligram of fisetin. You need 17 milligram of elderberry. You need 19 milligram of amylase and you need berberine and you need all these 48 nutrition. All of these probiotics are lacking. These are the prebiotics you need. And guess what? We make them for you on demand with only those ingredients in that quantity, robotically made to order and we ship it to you. Wow. And literally every single month, you get a packet that's made just for you right on the spot. And every, and every time you do a retest and we say, oh, you know what? Instead of all these 49 ingredients, you only need these 35, but you need another of these 14 now, right? So as your body changes, we change them. So everything, by the way, you need vitamins, minerals, herbs, food extracts, digestive enzymes, amino acid. And then you also get another packet that has all the probiotics and prebiotics and so every single probiotics and prebiotics you need you get them here now imagine if you were to just buy one probiotic you go to amazon it's 50 bucks any prebiotics about 40 bucks we sell you these custom made things for just for 49 dollars all the supplements if you look at just one ingredient it will be at least, you know, if you take, like for me, the 49 ingredients, if I were to just buy 10 of them, it would be several hundred dollars. Yeah. All the ingredients that we need actually is for $99. And you can combine them both for $149, right? So we try to make it as, as possible, as affordable as we possibly can. Remember, every single capsule, every single thing is made for you. There is no pre-made stuff here, right? Mm -hmm. And even though it is, you know, done robotically, it's extremely expensive. And we try to sell them to you at almost as close to our cost as we can. Because we want to be able to help as many people as we can. And, um, and you know, as we get more time, I'll be happy to tell you why, you know, why it matters a lot to me. It's so striking to me how, how many light years ahead you are of, of every doctor's office, of every functional medicine doctor's office. I mean, you go in now to a functional medicine doctor and you're taking six to eight vials of blood yes. to get these types of results. And you're talking about two biological samples that you send in the mail. I mean, this is just incredible. Do you think it's your experience, your history in Silicon Valley and, and everything that you learned there from Bill Gates and everyone else where you were just, you see things so high level, but at the same time, it took that relationship that you had with that lab to be able to bring it 
to, to existence. What is it about you that's so different that you're able to transmute this, these, these good intentions and pair it with this, you know, immense knowledge of data, big data, and how to use it for the good that, that created this? Well, honestly, it is, you know, to me, I won't say it is about me. First thing is that technology is moving so fast. The most doctors are not even aware of what is going on. In fact, you know, the sad part of our whole medical industrial complex is that our whole medical industrial complex benefits when we are sick and no one actually benefits when we are healthy. So think about it. If our doctor made sure we never get sick, how would he ever get paid? How would the hospital get paid? How would the pharmaceutical companies make money? There is, you know, I'm not suggesting these people are just bad people, but the system is really designed for not to incent them to keep people healthy. The pharmaceutical companies, when you have a chronic disease, like an autoimmune disease, nobody ever says, hey, let's find out what is causing the autoimmune disease. All they say is, let us give you immune suppression so you don't feel the symptom. Nobody says, why do you have diabetes? Let's just give you the drug to reduce the glucose. You have a heart disease. Let's not figure out what's going on. Let's give you something to reduce your cholesterol. And guess what? Now you have become a lifetime subscriber. So every chronic disease to a pharmaceutical company, they're looking at you as a lifetime subscriber. And rather than finding a way to say, what can we do to make this person healthy? Because they can't make money when you become healthy, right? Right. So I think it's just such a sad way of, you know, doing business. Uh, From, uh, you know, my perspective was that, I don't know, Liz, you know about my journey. I grew up in India. We didn't have a food to eat. We didn't have a place to stay. I came to the United States with $5 in my pocket. I didn't speak the language. God has been so kind to us. There's nothing that we could have possibly asked that we don't have in our life. So I am dedicating my life now to doing things that can help people live better. Because to me, it is my way of paying back to the society that embraced me when I needed them. It is my way of giving back for what I have received. Because at the end of the day, we can't take anything with us, right? Mm-hmm. So you may as well pay back your debt right while you're on this planet. Otherwise, you'll have to pay back later someday. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a believer in karma? <laughs> we all are believers in karma, whether we are religious or not. Because to me, the karma is simply a way of living. And it, you know, we all, let every one of us have seen the things when we do good for someone, even without them knowing about it, you will notice sooner or later, someone actually turns around and he does it good for you. And you mm. say, my God, I'm so lucky. Yeah. To me, the universe is amazing. So forget about, you know, God, you know, I'm not talking about religion. But at the end of the day, the universe has this sense of energy. And when you are transmitting good energy, guess what? You actually attract a great energy back to you. You know, we all human beings are living in this part of a global energy system. And we are all interconnected. So whenever we are trying to, you know, do some good, it turns right, comes back to us. And let's call that a karma, if that is the right word here. But to me, I believe if you do anything with a great intention, 
So it's not about just doing good. It has to be doing good with a good intention mm-hmm. is really what matters. A lot of time people do good because they're hoping that they can scam them later, right? Also, a lot yes. of the scam artists, they'll say, you know, I'm going to do this and I have a whole plan. How I'm going to get close to them and they'll be able to get their money, right? Or I want to really impress this person so I can get them to invest. Or I'm doing this because I want something from them. To me, that is not a good deed. A good deed is happens when you do good with a good intention, with expecting nothing back. Because the minute you expect something back, that, back, that means really intentions are no longer noble. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. And it's all about that, like how to scam other people and what to avoid and, you know, how some people are victims, you know, other people are wolves. And, you know, this is just the system that we exist in on earth. But I mean, then I speak to people like you who just, who seem to operate at a much higher level of existence, you know, more so about energy and, and intention. And that has clearly paid off for you in your life, in your professional life and in your family life. Yes. I mean, to be, if we were to look at all the accomplishments I look at as a father, and you, it doesn't matter what I have done, to me, the biggest satisfaction and the biggest source of happiness I get is watching our children actually continue on the legacy of continuing to do good in the world. And, um, and I don't want to sound arrogant. Like, you know, I was hungry. I was, you know, didn't have much. And it is okay to believe I wanted to do things that were going to actually make our family super successful. Our children grew up in no doubt in a very affluent family. And I would be lying if I told you anything otherwise. And still giving them that source of joy that they get from doing good in the world was something we really set out to do so that they don't focus on simply themselves, but focus on doing good. And I think I'm not sure uh, how it fits into why, but I'm going to talk about it because to me, it's important about parenting because all the mothers who are listening to it, it matters a lot to them how they raise the children. So one of the things we learned in the early days was that we told our children that our love for you is unconditional, but our approval is not. And what that meant was you never have to ever wonder, do we love you? But I'm not going to tell you I'm proud of you unless you do things that make us proud of you, right? And now all our job was to let them know what what makes us proud of them. And we redefined what success meant for us. We say your success will never be measured by how much money you have in the bank. Your success is only going to be measured by how many lives you're able to improve. Mm-hmm. Right. And by doing that, we actually set the stage for them to be always doing things that will make the mom and dad proud. Right. They no longer worried about how much money we had. We told them that your self-worth is not going to be how much you own. Your self-worth will come from what you create. And if you own a lot and you haven't created anything yourself, then you're still a parasite on humanity. So just don't be a parasite. Go do things. And again, if you do things that make people's life better, not only you're doing a great service for the society, this is how you create a long-term sustainable business. So I'm not suggesting 
they actually become a non-profit. They go out and do things. What I'm suggesting is only create businesses that help people live better. And the reason for that is also to create for profit is if you want to do a small good in the world, you do a non-profit because you're going to sooner or later run out of money and you can't scale. The profit is what allows you to help more people. So if you can help 100 people and generate just enough profit to help 1,000 people and generate more profit to help a million people and generate more profit to help 100 million people and generate more profit to help a billion people, guess what? You're helping billion people and you're generating more profit to help more people. And that's how you create a great company together, right? So us parenting is really was our goal was simply to let them know what matters to us. And as you know, you spoke to one of our children. Uh, so our oldest son is 31 and he's already built three companies all centered on affordability for middle class. And he realized a lot of his friends who could, you know, find after they graduate, they can get a job, they can pay for the rent, but they don't have the money saved to pay for the first month, last month, security deposit. They have to always borrow money to pay the deposit. And he said, what if we can come up with a system where you simply pay $5 a month insurance and the insurance can basically cover the landlord for first month, last month and security deposit. So you can now simply pay your rent plus $5 and then now you don't have to come up with the money for deposit. Wow, it's brilliant. And this, brilliant, right? And the second thing he said, look, now that you're paying a rent, most people feel I'm just wasting my money. And he said, what if you can create a credit card when you actually pay the rent on a credit card, landlord gets the full money, you earn the point on the rent. And by the way, guess what? You can use the point to pay the rent or you can use the point to buy a home. So now you're no longer simply paying the rent. You're actually earning those points. You can use them for airlines. You can use them for hotels and buy or you can use them to buy a home. So he created a credit card called Built, where every time you pay using Built, he actually goes out and earns the points. Now, very clever, but guess what? It is now landlords love it because they are able to now collect the money faster instead of waiting until seven. The, you know, and the renter loves it because now they can easily pay and earn the points on it, and everybody in the ecosystem benefits, right? And you know, that's our oldest son, two great companies. And then by the third company he created is Senior Care, which is he realized that a lot of the seniors cannot afford to have a full-time nurse for themselves. But what if you can have five or seven people in the neighborhood, they can just share the nurse like Uber, whosoever needs it, they press the button, the nurse goes there, but other times the nurse can help other people. So Uberization of healthcare allows them to create a senior care, right? Right. And so my point is, these kids are starting to look at what will make people's life better and creating the businesses out of that, right? Our uh, you know, daughter that you interviewed, and hopefully if you have not watched her interview, uh, she created a company called Avi, which is all about women's health. Because no one actually have cared about women's health. Most of the trials are done on men. And in fact, women weren't even allowed to be in the trial because they were supposed to have all these different issues that you couldn't be bothered by, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Uh, my God, what if she has her period and how are we going to control for that? You know, all these things. And what if she was a pregnant? What if she was this? And we don't want to be bothered. So let's just use men, right? And by the way, that's the reason 
lot of the drugs just don't work as well for women as they work for men. So she started a women's health company after her previous company she did to remove the gender bias in hiring using AI. And she's a Stanford grad. She's a Stanford Mayfield fellow. She's a Stanford STEM fellow, right? Just an unbelievable daughter, right? And our youngest one also went to Stanford and he became a Schwarzman scholar and actually now learning uh, and doing a company around FinTech. How do we make the you know, house mortgage payment easy because your mortgage payment keeps getting sold and sold and sold. How does the person actually keep profit? They made it really easy to be able to, for you to be able to actually work on pay your mortgage payment. But point I want to make is that I look at them and say, you know, we did something right. Not because it allows me to focus on doing good for the world, but we actually created a wonderful children who are going out and doing more people. So as I say that as us as parents, it's our job not just to simply leave the better world for our children, but in addition, we also should leave the better children for the world so they can continue to do that work. That is just that is just so beautiful. And like you talk about scale and how can you scale your businesses and really like you are scaling that good intention, those those brilliant insights that you've had your probably your entire life through your children and and be really leaving a legacy that is that is I think unmatched. I mean, I haven't heard anything like this in any family. I mean, this is incredible. Is that is that really when you when you get to the core of who you are and what you want to leave with the world, mm -hmm. is it is it this sense of when I go, I did make the world a better place. And it's not just me. It's through every single person that I interacted with. But, you know, honestly, isn't that what all of us want? At the end of the day, when we are on our deathbed, we don't go out and say, you know how much money I made. You always look back and saying, did we really made the world better for our family, for our community, for our country, for the world, right? Did we do the things that matter? Did we actually do love the people who loved us? Did we actually do the things that uh, made people feel better about themselves, right? And it's not, a, most of the time, it's not even about money. When you see somebody homeless, you don't, necessarily they don't necessarily need the money sure the money does good but imagine if you give them your time and sat down with them for 10 minutes to understand what got them there and maybe that's all the therapy they need in life is to be able to understand that they are not a bad people they're not simply looking for a handout they've had through some tough times and maybe if you can give them something it's just a helping hand to get them out of that and maybe that person will one day go on to help millions more people because you actually give them a helping hand when they needed it. And to me, part of it is, Alice, is that is what happened to me. I mean, in my life, I had nothing. I was working for $3 an hour, right? And in, in those days, you couldn't, I couldn't even get a minimum wage because I was being trained. So as a part of training, they don't have to pay you a minimum wage. Wow. 
But guess what happened? Over time, the people around me, you know, believed in me, people who gave me a chance to do things. And as I learned, I got to be super successful. And now I have to feel that that's the debt I have, that I need to help as many people as I can. Because if I did that, then at least when I'm on my deathbed, I don't say I simply was a taker. I can say I did what I could to give back. So beautifully said. I mean, we could we could end it just on that, honestly. For all of the mothers and parents and health aficionados tuning into this particular podcast, what is one thing that you want them to remember from this talk, from Viome, from, from everything that you have put out into the world? You know, I think, Liz, the main thing is that you have a control of your health. Don't ever feel helpless and hopeless and saying, what do I do? I have to trust these doctors because they know more. Well, it turns out most of these doctors don't have the knowledge about nutrition. In fact, they never thought about nutrition when they go to medical college. Uh, I think this is a really interesting point. I was with the dean of uh, a medical college. And then she said to me that we started introducing the nutrition in our college. And we got the letter from the AMA that they're going to decertify the college if we're going to start teaching people about nutrition because you need to be teaching them about how to prescribe the drugs, right? Because to, you know, to some extent, the doctors are not that they start with doing good intent, but by the time they graduate, only thing they have learned is if there is an ill, here is a pill. Right. Pharmaceutical companies that sponsor all these colleges are fundamentally teaching them. Only thing you do is listen to the word. And as soon as you hear the word, start writing the pill. Right. They are basically a salesman for a pharma company. And all they are taught is, I, mean, I don't know about you, Liz. I go to a doctor's office. As soon as I started speaking, and I started seeing him writing the prescription. I have Doc, would you want to at least listen to my own story? Mm-hmm. By the time, oh, you said hard work. Here's the pill. I'm listening to the word. Here's the pill. Here's the pill. And I go there. Here's the five pills. I'm sending this stuff to the prescription. Doc, anything you want to know about what could have possibly caused it? No, no, you're all set. And they're off to the next one. Yes. Right? And that needs to stop. Because every one of these drugs will cause you three more diseases. And guess what? They have pills for those three diseases. And those cause nine more diseases, they have pills for all of them. And when you get to my age, you're popping more pills than blueberries. There is a problem with that. And that's literally everyone who's listening to it. What I can tell you is what I did. I took my own health in my hands and I thought, what if we could understand what is going on in my body? Use the knowledge that we now have, use the artificial intelligence and eat the right foods, eat the right supplements. So listen, I'm 62 now. And my, in the last two years, my biological age has come down to 53. Right? Wow. And my hope really is when I'm 70, my biological age will be down to 40. So my wife will think that she's married a young man, right? And that's really the only way I can... That is the goal. That's goal. <laughs> right? So my point is, I, it's not about reversing aging. It is about reversing biological aging so you can live healthier. doesn't mean I'm going to live to be 500 years, but I don't want to be living sick. I don't want to be in my 80s and have to walk with a walker. I don't want to be the person who cannot do things and who is lack of energy. And what really exciting is having been on this journey myself for five years, 
I have more energy now than I before I started the company. I actually lost 25 pounds. I feel good. And you know, the best part is my mom, who is, you know, who has all the different pills, she's now weaning off them because now mm. she's starting to get better. And I keep thinking, if that's all I achieved. I have done my part because my mom actually starting to believe that I'm a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) You're a young man to your wife. You're a doctor to your mom. I mean, that is success. (laughs) Uh, And my point I'm trying to make is that at the end of the day, if we can help tens of millions of people to prevent diseases, to be able to, you know, diagnose diseases. And by the way, one thing we didn't talk about is that as we are learning from all the people, every single person who joins us today benefits from the 300,000 people that came before them. And, and they become part of that group that helps everyone before them and everyone after them. So everyone who joins benefits the humanity, not only just themselves, but benefits Manifest that humanity as whole because now we are starting to learn what is causing people to have a disease. And, and, and I'm going to announce, which I shouldn't be doing, actually we now got the FDA breakthrough device designation for actually diagnosing the stage one, the earliest possible cancer for throat cancer and oral cancer with saliva. And we're going to be wow. launching that product in the first quarter of next year. And you'll be able to spit in a tube and we'll tell you you have a cancer. <laughs> and now we're adding you know, other cancer, breast cancer, pancreatic cancer, lung cancer, GI cancer, head, neck, shoulder cancers to it. We'll be able to, you know, look at the diagnosis of the IBD, even the, you know, colorectal cancer or pre-colorectal cancer like colon polyps or IBD or IBS to be able to diagnose them early so we can actually still cure them rather than actually go down the path of chronic disorder. We are actually now developing the vaccines and drugs for the diseases that never were cured. So we actually found what was causing the autoimmune disease. And uh, we actually went to GSK and said, look, we know what is going on. Would you develop a vaccine against it? And they actually licensed the technology developing a vaccine. Then we went with the colorectal cancer and we saw exactly what is going on. And they're developing a vaccine for that. Now we're looking at the drugs that, you know, we found the target that causes people to have IBD and IBS and various diseases. And now we are working to hope this some pharmaceutical company can help us develop the drugs so people don't have to suffer for us in their lives right so you know our goal is to help people live better today and prevent the diseases from happening and then if they do come to us much later because they didn't know about while and they come to us later to be able to diagnose them soon as possible and possibly if they come to us much later to be able to find a cure for them and that's the only way because we can get everyone or you know not everyone knows about why and they're going to come to us at different points in their life and we want to be able to help them in every part of their life when they come to us well and i love hearing this because it's like i was worried because you are kind of going against goliath with the pharmaceutical companies but at the same time it seems like you're bringing them in as an ally so that you no longer have enemies to go against you're actually having these powerful allies that are going to help you help as many people as possible like that to me 
is is the, is just amazing and exciting and i cannot wait to see what you develop in the next 10 years especially as you hear you know cancer rates skyrocketing every time you turn around that's i mean that is a fundamental problem is younger and younger people are getting cancer younger and younger people are actually developing uh you know diseases that we never thought people would and the part of it is you know our nutrition is bad environment is polluted stress is causing the things people are not getting enough sleep so you know that part all things have to come together because when you are stressed you release the glucocorticoid the stress hormone and your microbiome convert the stress hormone into the hormones i mean this was really surprising liz i just want to have to share this story Two weeks ago, I was looking at the scientists and they were so excited. They said they found exactly what was going on inside the gut that our microbiome was converting the glucocorticoid into testosterone in locally the testosterone was causing the lesion in the gut, gut causing wow. IBD and colorectal cancer. And it occurred to me, I said, I remember glucocorticoid. Isn't that comes from stress? He said, yes. And I said, my mom was right. She said, don't stress because stress causes you cancer. Now we actually know why. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Full circle moment. That's incredible. So my point I'm trying to make is that to live healthy, you have to actually eat the right nutrition. You have to actually de-stress yourself doing meditation. You have to sleep well because that actually gets your body to recover and your memories to be and your brain to be detoxified. And you have to also move you have, like yoga or move walking. You have to do all of those things to stay healthy. It's not that you simply take the supplement and eat the right food and then you actually laugh and everything will fall in place. So there, you know, this is the one leg of the stool and it's the, it's really important leg of the stool. But just remember, that it's not that you can avoid other things. You also have to do other things to stay healthy. Yes, but having the knowledge and then implementing that knowledge is everything. Yeah. Yes. Naveen John, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for the parenting and the, the companies that your children will continue to produce, I'm sure, in the future. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Liz. You're so amazing. And I still, I hope that, you know, this kind of knowledge continue to serve more and more mothers. So if there's anybody who's listening to it, please share this because this is the more people who listen to it, the more people will benefit from, not just from me, but all the other guests that you bring in here who have tremendous amount of knowledge. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast.